Welcome to Why Am I Losing It, presented by Bosley MD. Today, J.B. Sheldon's guest is Sarah Caroline, number two. Join J.B. and Sarah as they take a deep dive into consumer hair loss, myths, and the real tea around solutions and preventions. From wearing hats to bad haircuts to the rules behind celebrity testimonials and influencers, and how they impact sales and solutions. Bosley MD is proud to sponsor this podcast in the hopes that it will not only be of great value to salon owners, hairdressers, and barbers, but also to the men and women who struggle with hair loss. And now, here's J.B. Shelton as she welcomes Sarah Caroline. Well, welcome to the Why Am I Losing It podcast, sponsored by our friends and hair loss solutions expert, Bosley MD. I'm JB Shelton, a 20-year veteran behind the chair, owner of a salon and boutique and a med spa. I'm also a certified hair loss expert. And as a hairstylist, I get asked all the time, what do I do about my thinning and excessive shedding hair? Well, my first answer is to always have a conversation with your professional stylist. Remember, they are your hair doctors. And today I have one of my longtime collaborators and fellow hair doctors, Miss Sarah Caroline. So excited. Hello. So excited. Let me tell you a little bit about Sarah. Sarah is a wonder, if you will. And we've known each other for about eight years now. Mm-hmm. We've been collaborators for years, behind the scenes, on the scenes, in front of the yeah. scenes. When we stayed together in all the hair shows. We I know. You're my show wife. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And Sarah is a 15-year beauty industry veteran behind the chair. She is a co-owner of Aura Salon and Spa right outside Hotlanta, Georgia. Love Hotlanta. That's one of my faves. Sarah has specialized in textured hair loss. She's a hair restoration expert, and she's also a textured hair expert. So if you're in the Hotlanta area and you're looking for somebody who can help you full circle, 360 degree comprehensive, whether it's hair loss, hair growth, hair length, hair color, you're going to want to visit my friend, Sarah Caroline, again, at Aura Salon and Spa. So thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today. Last time we talked about the emotional toll of hair loss. And for women, that's an extreme. And so that was kind of a heavy conversation. So this time we decided, let's get a little lighter and a little fun. And let's share some of those consumer hair myths we've been hearing from our own guests And see how we can redirect our education and information into more of a sustainable fashion by actually speaking with a couple of hair doctors, Sarah and myself. So thanks, Sarah, so much for coming. I totally appreciate you here today sharing your expertise. And it's always fun when we can get together. It's like, yes, you mentioned we were show partners, show spouses. Uh huh. It was always so much fun that we learned to work the stage together. Yeah, we were Bosley MD's first platform artists exactly. for a while. I remember, we were in Miami. No, it was Orlando, Premier Orlando. Orlando. Premier yeah, Premier Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. One of the yeah. biggest shows in the United States of America. And that the- was our first one. That was our first one. Oh my gosh. What, girl. But you know what? If anyone knows either one of us, we are very go big or go home type of people. So. 
It was wonderful. When we were on our on the last podcast, something that kept coming up was the myths. And we had to keep coming back to the what we were there for because some of these myths stem from insecurities and people trying to figure out how do I do this and not going to the professionals, but going to the internet for it. Mm -hmm. And what been also coming up a lot at the time is I have a lot of clients that get those gastric surgeries. So like gastric bypass, gastric sleeves, and uh, one of the side effects that will always happen, whether it's temporary long-term is hair loss. Because as your body is learning how to reabsorb nutrition, your hair and your skin and your nails are the last to get any nutrients. I say, imagine a train filled with all your nutrients going through your body. The last stop is your hair and nails. And so if there's nothing left, there's nothing left. And so one of my dear clients who was going through that, doing everything right. And the biggest thing she brought to me, JB, she's like, wanted to talk to you about this before I did it. And these people that are in my support group are all shaving their heads to get their hair to grow back, but to grow back thicker and to grow more hair. And I told her, please do not do that. It is not going to work. Shaving your hair does not make more hair grow back. It will not make it thicker. It might feel or appear thicker because when you shave it, you're blunt cutting the hair fiber. You're blunt cutting it. And so when it comes out, you feel it more versus if you wax or uh, pluck, you're taking something out of the follicle in general. So it grows back all nice and soft. And I said, it's not going to work. Not only is it not going to work, one of the biggest causes of hair loss in women is stress. And so once you shave your head, you're looking in the mirror every day with a reminder, I'm having a shaved head because I lost hair. I don't like the way I look because I lost hair. Emotional triggers. Yes, big time. And so it's not good. That's why like a lot of women, especially men too, but a lot of, I should say a lot of feminine people, whether it's non-binary, whether it's whatever, a lot of feminine minded people will say, I need to cut my hair shorter because I'm losing hair. And I said, well, actually that will make you hate the way you look more which will then remind you, I look this way because I'm losing hair. Now, if the hair at the bottom is starting to look super thin and wiry, yes, we can do that. But there's also treatments that can help with that. Also, the right shampoos and conditioners can help with that. So I would much rather treat the hair that makes you happy than cut it off or have you shave your head and be reminded every single day, every time you look in the mirror that you have lost hair. My grandma used to call that, she had an analogy and it was called, well, you don't throw the baby out with the bath water. <laughs> I always thought as a child, I was like, what in the world? Who's throwing babies out the window? <laughs> but now I understand Yeah, because you need to change the water doesn't mean that you've got to get rid of everything, including your baby. And I think my hypothesis, where in the world did this come from? And I remember when I was a young girl, and of course I couldn't wait to start shaving my legs. That's one of those yes. As women, that's like your one of your big things. You, you're like, oh, I'm getting into womanhood now. But I remember my mom saying, well, if you start shaving now, they're just going to grow back thicker. Well, it mm-hmm. wasn't thicker. It just, like you said, felt thicker because the grain of the hair, you could really feel it against your hand rubbing yep. up on your leg. So I think that's a great analogy. Ladies, we don't have to shave our head if we want better hair. 
We no. need to go to our hair doctor, AKA our professional stylist and say, Hey, what kind of treatments? What can we do? Is there a cut? There's options out there for you. Here's one I've heard. And I've heard this for years. Wearing hats will cause hair loss. You hear your men coming in and they're like, well, I've been wearing a hat to work my whole life. So that's why I'm losing my hair. Sarah, why are they wrong? Well, because that isn't the case. The hat cannot cause hair loss coming from the root. It can cause breakage. It cannot cause hair loss. Those are two different things. The traction of the hat, if you already have hair loss, can make the hair worse. But hair loss comes from the inside. It's not from the outside. The outside just makes it look worse. I think one of the things that I'm realizing with this hat and with the shaving is the way it feels. The hair that you're touching on your head, oh, it feels softer, so it must be causing hair loss. No, that's breakage. Oh, I'm shaving my head. It feels thicker. No, that's just the way it was cut off. Now, the reason why people who are heavy in testosterone, because it's not just cisgender born males, it's transgender males, like anyone that's got heavy in testosterone in their body, anyone that's got the DHT is losing hair genetically, the hat is not going to cause that. Mm -hmm. And especially when people, men will be like, or anybody that's got genetic pattern hair loss on the top. Oh, well, it's my hat. Well, it's because the hat is on the area that the genetic pattern is affected by. So then because, oh, I'm losing my hair, I'm going to wear my hat to cover it up. It's not that it's causing more hair loss, but it's taking that softer hair, rubbing it against it, causing some traction, and it's going to make it appear worse. Yes. So I think uh, most men don't realize that near up to close to 65% of males in America anyway, will experience hair loss. And it's generally due to a genetic predisposition Mm -hmm. to the testosterone. You mentioned the DHT dehydrotestosterone. And there are situations that can solutions out there for that genetic hair loss. Like you said, the hat doesn't necessarily make it worse. So I love that. So that takes me into my next myth about minoxidil. Working for a hair loss company like you have, like we, like I do, there's a lot of questions around guarantees and this will work and you can absolutely regrow hair with this. What consumers need to understand is the only topical solution that can say it will regrow hair if you have viable hair follicles is FDA approved minoxidil. So there's a lot of different kinds of minoxidil out there, or I should say a lot of different brands. Yes. But they're all the same, right, Sarah? Oh, no, absolutely not. The thing is, is we will not name names. We can talk about, obviously, we can talk about where we get it from, though. So the most important thing about picking up a minoxidil, and we'll talk in a minute about if you should use minoxidil, but when you use minoxidil, not all minoxidil is the same. I get, no, we can't talk about brand names, but there are a few that people hear about the most. It's not about the brand name. It's about where you get it from. If it is not regulated, if it's not having to be put through a test uh, from the medical field, you cannot guarantee that the minoxidil you're getting is pure minoxidil, that it's coming from an ethical source, that it's coming from a good source, that the catalyst is actually working for you in that way. One of the biggest things, if you're like, well, I don't know if I believe this, Sarah, because you're promoting a company that sells a minoxidil. One thing you can look up is called product diversion. 
some retailers, what they'll do is you can return a product anyway. That's their thing. Return any product and we'll give you store credit or we'll return it if you're not happy. Well, there's some not so wonderful people in the world that have taken advantage of this. Refill it with something that is not what's in it. That's the same for store-bought shampoos and conditioners, anything. And then they put it on the shelf because it looks full. So it's no guarantee when you get it from any third party. There's even one place that everybody loves that cannot be named, but one place that everyone, even myself, purchases from and you get it the next day and all this stuff. It is a third party. So you're never guaranteed what you're ordering. I remember a client didn't believe me and another brand that we used to use discontinued a product that she loved. And I said, if you find this anywhere, it's done. They don't make it anymore. And so bought it off of that next day delivery service. And it was a different color. It was a different smell. It was a different texture. So kind of like similar when you go get your Fuji purse, it looks like your Gucci purse, but it's different. It's different because the materials are different. And when something is going on our skin, it's being absorbed in our skin. It's going in our bloodstream, which is why if you use topical minoxidil, it'll show up in your blood work. It is being absorbed into our bodies. So if it goes on or in your body, it's important to know where it's coming from, especially when it's medicinal. Exactly. The best place you can do is something that is like Bosley MD has a minoxidil. And here's the thing is, as we talked about, I'm no longer with Bosley MD since the pandemic. I've just stepped back from doing stage work and things like that. But I'm still saying Bosley MD, even though I'm not working for him currently, because it is from a regulated medical position. So just putting that out there, it is one of the best ones. It's regulated. If you don't have access, which that's not true because you can go online and buy it from the actual website, bosleymd.com. But also you can get it from a dermatologist, things that are medical that have an MD. That could be a whole TED talk for me. That product diversion could be a whole TED talk because a lot of consumers don't realize expired products, even in shampoos, anything you apply to your body or ingest will have an expiration. And if you don't know how to read their expiration or or they change bottles or they mark it out, you could be getting expired product and it's not going to work the way you think. And then you think the brand doesn't work. In reality, you bought it from a third party on social media. You're buying from the globe on social media. Other countries do not regulate like the federal government of the United States do. And so this global access as much as it sounds like a wonderful thing, we really put ourselves in a vulnerable position by not vetting out these products that we buy on a Facebook ad. We talk to our guests all the yeah. time. Well, I ran out of your shampoo and I just dropped on online and I bought it online. And we're not even going to go into the why buy from me campaign that I always go on. No, that can be a whole other thing. Whole other thing so, right? Before we go into the wild, wild west, that is the internet. The one thing about minoxidil, before everyone's like, oh, there are JB and Sarah talking about minoxidil. Minoxidil, the thing is people look at it and go, minoxidil will cure all hair loss. Mm. That is not true. Minoxidil is the only FDA approved over-the-counter drug that works for genetic pattern hair loss. And what people don't understand is the difference between genetic pattern and hereditary. Your thyroid issue can be hereditary, but there's a difference between thyroid hair loss, hormonal hair loss, DHT, hair loss, stress, all that stuff. And so it's important to go to your professional Mm -hmm. to find out where to go so you can be diagnosed with it. Genetic pattern for males or testosterone heavy people is on the top. 
We've all seen it, the different patterns that are on the top. But for women, it can be the sides. It can be an entire circle on the crown. Literally, if you can touch the entire top of your hair, that's where women's genetic pattern, where thyroid is on around the temples, right? And then hormonals are on the side. The DHT is what causes that hair loss. That is when minoxidil will work. You do not have hair loss due to DHT, which is dihydrotestosterone. It is genetic pattern. You will get hair growth in other areas of your body. Just solve your issue at hand. Well, and then we get into things and we could talk about this in a whole other time too. PCOS hair loss and thinning hair loss. Alopecia. Yes. The different types of alopecia. I'm not going to go into today, but that's why it's important. If you're experiencing hair loss, go to your stylist, go to a hair loss specialist. That's important. We're about to get into the wild, wild west. That is. Yes. Because we have all these influencers now and we have to think back to celebrity endorsements. Okay. Back in the day, we would see ones that come to mind is Jennifer Aniston. She was always promoting Aveeno because she had great skin and she looked great. And I always thought to myself, is she really using the Aveeno product? I mean, it's a great product. Don't get me wrong. I'm not just saying anything against Aveeno, but I just always question, is that something she's really doing? So Sarah, let's let our consumers know what is protocol with these endorsements, whether it's TV ads or social media. The thing is legally someone who's on a commercial legally, all they have to do is use the product once or one piece of their hair. So for instance, hair color, when you see these million dollar celebrities talking about a box color, I would bet my left arm that they are not using it. Legally, all they have to do is put it on one strand of their hair. That's it. One strand. And also it's really insulting to the hairstylist that helps that hair, but that's a whole other thing. I guess if, I guess if a millionaire celebrity is paying you thousands of dollars, I guess you don't really care if she's going on a, on a commercial for it, but all you have to do, they have to put on one piece of hair or they have to use the professional version of the brand that also sells the box. Right. So it doesn't mean they actually use it. So there's a legality. And actually in other countries, they've banned commercials like that because it's considered fraud. Then we get into the social media. When it comes to influencers, there is no regulation. Not that the regulation is much for commercials either, but there's zero regulation. You don't have to be held accountable for anything period. Actually, one of the girls who works in my salon has a friend who's an influencer who did this entire promotional thing for a skincare. Then when asked, oh, how does it work? She was like, I don't know. I'm not putting that on my skin. I don't know what's in it. So you have zero clue. No one out there that is controlling, are you actually using it? Or they only have to use it one time. And guess what? If it doesn't work from them, they don't have to recant their statement. It is the wild, wild west and they're getting money. To me, there's a difference between influence and education. Yes, influence versus education because, well, what's the difference between influencers and you and JV, Sarah? Well, the difference is I'm not influencing you. I'm educating you. All I can do is you're coming to me because you have problems. I can solve them. We are educated. I'm getting paid, of course, for me educating you and you buying the product for me, but I'm not getting $1,000 to support a brand. When you buy a product from your stylist inside of a standing still salon, not a storefront that got a little presentation and your actual stylist, they know you, they know your hair, they've taken the training, they can solve your individual product 
one solo thing is going to do this. It's like me saying the hair color brand I use, you come into my salon, every issue you have, I can solve it with this one product. That's Mm -hmm. not true. I can prescribe you individual where influencers are promoting a brand that is paying them directly. I am paying a company for a product that Mm -hmm. I am then turning around and selling to you because I know it works. It's a very different thing. I get very passionate about this because it's just insulting. Well, I agree. I'm the same way. And I know it's so easy to just jump online and buy something. And I'd like to add this too: the difference between an influencer on the social media versus your professional behind the chair, besides their certification, besides their extra education, besides all the money that they've invested Mm -hmm. in tools and equipment, they've also invested money in the product line that they carry in their salon because they believe in it. They use it themselves. They've seen work on themselves, on their peers, and on the consumer that's in the chair. And so it's like, I always kind of like to use this analogy of a hairstylist and a doctor. So the hairstylist is the hair doctor. You go to the hairstylist, you discuss any challenges you're having, and they prescribe you a treatment plan. They prescribe you a maintenance plan. Then they say, I need to see you back in six to eight weeks because we want to monitor the effects of this recommendation I'm making today. Yes. It's very Uh much like a doctor because people need to understand your body is constantly changing. Every 24 hours, it changes. And that includes your hair and your skin. So what Mm -hmm. works in the summertime, not going to work in the wintertime and vice versa. And that's why the professional stylist needs to be your best friend in regard or your professional esthetician or your professional barber that you go to regarding your skin and hair needs. Those are the recommendations you really need to follow because they're the ones that know you. They know your individual needs. The person on the social media screen is really just making a paycheck. They don't care about you because here's the thing is also as hairstylists, we make the money in the grand scheme of things by repeat customers. Influencers make money for one video. They're, they don't care. They've already been paid. They don't make money off of the sales. But what you said reminded me of something too. So yes, as your body changes and the weather changes, your products might need to shift. But one thing I always hear is I'll use a shampoo. It'll work for me for a few months. Then I have to change it because it doesn't work. Mm, well, another like, myth. Got to change that, products. Yes. So where that myth comes from is usually nine times out of 10, when you're someone who's saying that it's because you're using a product that has ingredients that are coating your hair, not helping it. Because what happens is there's these brands you can buy over the counter that promises silky, shiny hair. Well, that is true. What you're putting on it has waxes, has things that cover your hair. that give this beautiful shine reflect, but then it coats and it coats and it coats until your hair starts to snap. It starts to feel icky, quote unquote, it's not working for anymore. So I need to shift. That's not true. When you have a brand that is professional from your stylist, what happens is you will never, ever, your hair will get, never quote unquote, get used to it. If you have to change, it will be because your hair is being affected by the weather, being mm-hmm. affected by you now have hair loss for the first time, things like that. And speaking of ingredients, I had one JB that came to mind. There is a difference because influencers will say this all the time. People say this all the time. Vegan. There is a difference between vegan and cruelty free. Vegan just means that there were no animal products put in your bottle. It doesn't mean it wasn't tested on. 
animals. So the non-hair loss hair products we use has uses cashmere. Cashmere is technically not vegan, but guess what? This non-vegan product also is approved by PETA. The reason being is the animal is not being killed. It's not being hard. It has to be sheared anyways. And it's done ethically because it's cruelty free. Mm -hmm. If we run out of the cashmere, instead of over shearing, overdoing, this company is then buying more land. They're buying more product, paying more farmers. That's what makes it cruelty free. So there's a huge difference because vegan is such a buzzword because somebody will pick up a product and go, this is so great. And then all they'll do is read what's on the bottle and go, it's even vegan. Vegan is such a great thing. Well, if it's not cruelty free, who cares? Who cares? Cruelty free is the most important thing. That's a great one to myth bust. And actually that's something I didn't even know. I know that Bosley&D has vegan products. I know all of their products are cruelty-free and approved. But thank you for clarifying those two differences. Okay, we've got time for one more. And I've got a few here on my list, but let's touch base to cutting your child's hair when they're young. Okay, so here's the myth that I hear. I hear from my guests all the time, well, my daughter had curly hair and then when she was three, we cut it short and her hair never grow back any more curls. And so they think the haircut was the reason that she doesn't have curls anymore. But let's talk about the real reason why their hair changes, right? Three to four years, that hair is like baby hair. So doing something to your hair externally is not going to change what's happening internally. The reason being is, so your kid's growing in their hair and their hair is curly. Well, the hair that's already grown is curly. What you're not noticing is the hair at the root is starting to straighten out. Mm -hmm. So then you cut off all that initial baby hair. So what you're seeing is now what's growing in. Now, I will say the only thing that's different is if somebody does a chemical service to your hair that burns your scalp, because that is going internally, but it won't make a change forever. But one thing you talked about early JB also is not only is cutting your hair or I got a perm and now my hair is, is Mm -hmm. continuously fried ever since. No, the other thing is I used to have golden blonde hair. Then I colored my hair brown and now my hair isn't blonde anymore. Mm -hmm. Coloring your hair externally is not going to change the color of your hair internally. Why you see that happening is because your hair no longer has long-term exposure to the sun. So since you've been coloring it, your roots, they grow in a niche, you get it colored. So then if you're like, I'm not going to color my hair anymore, it grows in and you're like, why is it this light brown? Why is it not golden? Why is it more ashier? Well, because it hasn't been out in the sun. The sun, just like it burns our skin, it affects our hair too. It's the same thing. Like I have a client lived in Colorado her whole life and her hair was always this golden, beautiful thing. She hiked in Colorado stuff. When she moves to Georgia, the elevation that has a lower elevation, right? And then she's like, my hair is no longer golden blonde. Well, it's because you used to be closer to this, having a higher UV rate, all this stuff. You don't have that anymore. So, And I tell my guests to protect their hair in the sun. And they immediately say, well, I don't lay out or anything like that in the sun. Yeah. And I'm like, do you drive your car to work? Do uh-huh. You, do you mow? Yes. Do you buy a window ever. Uh-huh. Don't work. Look at your left arm and your right arm and you'll see the differences, especially when you get to my age, 50 plus. Oh my God. Yes. Your left arm. Yes, more freckles. So that is your indication that it doesn't matter. Sun exposure is sun exposure. Sun will 
The light will pierce through the darkness, just like water will get in any tiny little hole. So you are getting sun exposure all the time, even in the winter time. Now, what you're saying, if you're living in Florida, obviously you're going to get a little bit more than you would living in Wisconsin, but you'd still get that sun exposure. Also what's in the air. So like we have, um, when I went to Miami, when I've gone other places, or when people who used to be around the ocean come here, they'll say, no one can color my hair in Georgia like they can in Miami. No one can do this. And it's because there's salt in the air where you lift. Salt is something that lifts. Like everyone's like, oh, saltwater pool is better than chlorine. Technically, yes, but chlorine is just chemicalized salt. The salt that's in the air is already in there as a lifting agent. So when you're lightening someone's hair that lives by the ocean, you're lightening hair that has salt in it. Even if it doesn't feel salty, it's that tiny bit. When you come to Georgia, you don't already have that salt in your hair. So we're not going to be able to lift it the same way. It's all those things that are environmental. Like our esthetician at our spa, she's like, do you wear an SPF? And I'm like, sometimes. She's like, well, then you're going to look older. That's just how it's going to be. You've got to protect your body hair and skin every day from the harsh environments or sun or wind or cold or whatever. And so it's a get back to that. The body is constantly evolving. And so that's why it's so important to have a professional hairstylist in your life who can do seasonal changes. So you don't experience stress and tension and exasperation, discouragement about your hair. You're educated, you're informed, you've been recommended maintenance programs, you've been recommended proper medication. Yes. uh Uh-huh. And so all of these things go into that long lasting. People ask me all the time, JB, why does your hair look so good? And I say, well, the number one thing I do is consistency. I don't worry from my consistent regimen, if you will. A daily, daily regimen is the biggest thing I recommend using a professional product, using it daily, sunscreen daily, because like we talked about, the sun's always there. Yeah, always. Something you just said that triggered this is funny. Almost every person, every client I know, I'm very blessed. My clients are all wonderful. So they do both of these things. But as a whole, sometimes clients, every person I know that sees their hairstylist says, my hairstylist knows more about my drama than my family, right? So hair doctors or hairstylists, we've been called therapists, therapists, things like that. So you're going to trust that hairstylist with advice on your life, but not advice on your hair care. Preach. You know, so that's one of the biggest things is that person you're trusting to tell everything to, I promise most will have your best interest in mind. And we've invested in that product first because we believe in it for you. So I think we we covered a lot today, oh, JB. What a great place to land too. Trusting your professional hairstylist because yeah. they do want the best for your hair. And I'm just going to be even more transparent. If yeah. you take our recommendations, guess what it does? It makes our job a little bit easier. We don't have to fight through hormones. We want you to have a better consistent hairstyle and hair color and texture and all of that. But it also makes our job a little bit easier behind the scenes, which takes us yep. less time and time is money. Yep. As I was about to say, I tell my clients, the more you do at home, the less you have to do here. Not color wise. Let's not, not, don't do it. That's the opposite. No color. I I mean, hair care wise, the more hair care you do at home, the less treatments you need and you get to just get. So well, oh. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me again today. It's always a pleasure to connect with you with our history. Yes. 
We always vibe so well together. I also want to recommend everyone jump on your Facebook, jump on your Instagram, follow Sarah Caroline on Instagram and Facebook for all your hair info needs. And reminder again, she's at Aura Salon and Spa in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm sure you're going to find them on Facebook and Instagram as well, right? Oh, yes. You can go to Sarah Caroline Hairstylist. There's a link to my salon in there. We're Salon Spa and Boutique now, JB. And we are right outside of, as you say, Hotlanta in a town called Sandy Springs. So whether you're in Atlanta, Roswell, Sandy Springs, Marietta, we've got you. Love that. And then, of course, we always want to thank our sponsor, Bosley MD. And don't forget, Bosley MD is the Global Thinning Hair Authority, providing women and men with the most comprehensive hair loss solutions. And if you're looking for a hairstylist who knows more about hair loss and what to do with that, you can jump on www.bosleymd.com and click on our hair loss experts. And you'll find people like me and Sarah and all those great people across the United States that are actually learning more about hair loss so we can serve you better. Thank you, Bosley MD. Until next time, take care and grow hair. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next podcast. And be sure to check out all of our past podcasts. For more information about Bosley MD, you'll find us online at bosleymd.com. That's B-O-S-L-E-Y-M-D.com. And of course, all social media. Feel free to send your questions and comments to info at bosleymd.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.